So anyway, I says to Mabel, I says, <laughs> Mabel. What the fuck is Mabel? Why are you starting like a tea time in like the 1930s? Anyway, hi guys, and hi Mabel. Hi, welcome back, all Mabels. All Mabels <laughs> to Cryptids and Mystics. We're back, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it, huh? Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> bye. No. <laughs> I couldn't um, think of anything else. I was like, um, this should air if all goes well. This airs on the twenty-first. It should. So, which hello. means we almost celebrating christmas yes. at this point um all i want for christmas aside from you is your two grand teeth i have them already it's fine <laughs> they haven't fallen out yet all i really want is a pair of adidas that's it adidas adidas <laughs> a black pair because i'm not good with white shoes apparently. Oh, okay um that's what you want for christmas that and also just the stuff to make beer that'd be great okay i want and we'll peace anyway um, I hope my girlfriend's already bought this for me by the time this comes out, but... <laughs> and make it happen. My TV broke. Um, no! And, yeah, and she's like, honestly, it's cheaper just to buy you a new one. So she's gonna buy me a new one, but she's waiting until Black Friday deals come out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, well, I, hopefully by then I have one. We went to Walmart last night, because, unfortunately, during the uh, quote-unquote tropical storm that we ended up with... Okay. Um, <laughs> a lot of shit in our shed got, like, damaged, like, bad. Oh, because of the Santa Ana's? Well, no, because of the freaking water. Mm. Like everything, like our our Christmas decorations got ruined. Oh fuck! Like, like there was like mold in the fucking like in the bin where we had all the stuff in. That sucks. And so like fuck, dude. So we're like, okay, well, let's go take a look, see what we can find. Mm-hmm. Went to Walmart, spent like five hundred dollars on everything. Jesus Christ! I was gonna say they just opened an at home in Pasadena, and they have a shit ton of shit there. Well, we got quite a bit, mm-hmm. so I'm okay with it. But um, they have a lot of really good deals as of as of as of time of recording i should say um because we're recording in november yeah so because i ended up buying a shop vac because oh shit i was like well hell yeah dude that's a good deal then it was like 40 bucks for the shop yeah and it's a six gallon wet dry i was telling amy i'm like because she's like when the hell are we gonna need this for i'm like well one well one when when you know we can vacuum the cars with it no problem But also, I'm like, heaven forbid, there's a major spillage of beer. Mm-hmm. I could just use that to suction everything up instead of having to worry about using towels and all this shit to clean yeah. up everything. Because you guys have towel back there. You can use the shot back all the time. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where all the all the beer making stuff happens anyway. So if heaven forbid that does happen and we got that, boom, yeah. easy, clean, done. Or you know? like, you know, heaven forbid something happens to your washer and dryer that and part. it like leaks or something. Which we ended up getting a new one, by the way. Oh, that's cool. The old one that we had was starting to sound like a old pin- uh, printer press type of thing like yeah, ree- ree- oh that's wild I was like, no. oh, ours no. is kind of fucked up too but it doesn't make that noise <laughs> yeah so we ended up buying a new one thankfully well a new set all in general it got rid of the yay both so maybe the ghost won't be there anymore mm, i don't know if it was tied to your washer and dryer interesting thing though aaron tells me that that's the same ghost that he saw he would see in our apartment in san Dimas. shut the fuck up you're lying no i kid you not he just told me that yesterday no, I hate that. That means it's attached to one of you guys. Or something you're carrying with you, but it sounds like one of you guys. Uh, I forget the name he gave him. He called him something? Mm-hmm. 
No, I don't like that. No, I don't. But like, like he said, he's like, you know, I don't feel threatened or anything by him. Well, that's you know? good. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel threatened either. I just feel a presence. Remember, I was telling you about that. Yeah, that's, long that's ago. true. Like, I don't feel threatened. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I'm wondering. I forget the name. I wish I could remember the name right now. Starts with a G. George. Um, no. Guillermo. No. No. <laughs> uh, no. 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 We're not that Mexican. <laughs> uh, he's Aaron. Didn't go that Mexican. Um. <laughs> Because Aaron gave him the name. Okay. And so I was like, well, that would explain the shit that I've seen around here and activity that I hear and mm -hmm. shit like that. So I'm like, great. Just great. Well, good luck with that. And so we're also having uh, electrical issues in the bathroom, the main bathroom, because mm -hmm. the light's flickering. Okay. And usually I'm sure something going on with the, you know, the box outside or whatever. I don't care. Slum, slumlord. Whatever. <laughs> Not my problem. You can figure Call it out. Call up your slumlord. You can figure it out. But it was interesting because it'll flicker on and off like randomly, right? And Aaron's like, flick twice if you're here, right? Just <gasps> said that. And like right as soon as he said it, just did it twice. Oh, hell no. Quick two bursts and that was it. Nope. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Stop talking to Stop the talking to the ghost. <laughs> Stop talking to the entity. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. If you leave it alone, leave you alone. No, mm, no. I don't think that's true. No, that's not true. But um, yes, so. Uh, it's it's confirmed. There's something there. Amy's like, Ooh, I don't. I Amy's like, I don't feel anything. I'm like, well, just because you don't feel it doesn't mean nothing's happening. True. Skeptic. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> that shouldn't surprise anybody at this point. That's that's her for sure. Yeah. Speaking of which, by this point, we would have done a little secret something in Whittier by now. Oh yeah. I mean, we would have done that by the last episode too. Right. But. Maybe we'll talk about it at some point. Maybe that's a Patreon episode. What? <laughs> so if y'all want to know what we're talking about or what we're going to talk about, apparently, then you want to sign up for our Patreon. Mm -hmm. We Why? have a $3 tier. Yeah. And that one gets you in. You can actually hear the story of what we found. Right. But if you're doing wanna... our little haunted tour. Exactly. Because it's going to be fun as fuck. Mm -hmm. Fun as fuck. There you go. I said it. <laughs> but if you want to be in, in. Yeah. So in word still. <laughs> Then you're going to do the $5 tier. And yep. that one, it's going to get you a shout out on this podcast. You're going to get to hear your name come out of these mouths. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. And then you get a free sticker, which is Hell, really yeah. Cool. That's also pretty cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, for our, our, our patrons, they, they tend to come up with pretty good ideas sometimes of like episodes. Yeah. Like, Rob gave me a good idea for one that I'm going to cover at some point in the Ooh. near future. But I'm like, that'd be pretty cool if I could write about that. So I'm going to do some <laughs> research on it. And then once it's ready to go, I'll, I'll put it out there into the universe. Yeah. So our patrons also have influence. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they have pool guys. I love so, our patrons so it, much. If you want to have pool like they do, mm -hmm. and support our addiction, support us buying equipment and My things of nature. Strange addiction. Support Just it. Like that. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> support it. Uh, you know, support us that way. We would very much appreciate it. If you cannot afford it, which totally understandable. understandable. You know what? We all, especially because I support like 50,000 patrons. So right. like I'm on other people's Patreons. So right. Right. So if you can't understandable, but do us a favor though, leave us a like a review rating. Five on... stars. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. That'd be great. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you love us. You really do. And if you really do, you'll do that. Right. Please. Um, Please and thank you. Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, mm -hmm. you know, where you can get all of our episodes and things like that. Uh, follow our socials. Yeah. Shout us out on Instagram. For sure, man. Tell Any... people what you're listening to and it's us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because we're pretty cool like that. We're going to say you know, we're pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We're just two cancers hanging out. You know? <laughs> that makes us so uncool. 
shut up. <laughs> We're really trying. I'm so sorry. Anyway, moving on. Because uh, Sarah's being ultra negative today. I'm not being negative and being honest. I love cancers. I love us so much. But we're not cool. We're not the we're cool really... sign in this video. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. No. We're a crab. We're the emotional sign. Hello. Hi. Hi. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Speaking of emotional and things of that nature, we haven't checked vibes lately. Oh, yeah. We can check vibes. Let's check vibes. How how, how we doing? They're good. Yeah. Is that it, guys? They're ready for this episode. Blink twice if you're in trouble. I can't see them. Oh. I don't have that kind of psychic vision. Okay, sorry. Just vibes. Just vibes. All vibes here. <laughs> no blinking. No blinking. Anyway, Sarah's going to go first. Oh, um, for those of you that are new, uh, I am not Sarah. I'm Annie, by the way. Uh, Sarah's the uh, lovely lady over there on the other Hi. side. Hi. Uh, and uh, we normally don't tell each other what we're going to cover. Yeah, so it's a surprise. Yep. It's a surprise. Happy birthday Yay. for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have no idea what Sarah's going to cover. She has no idea what I'm going to cover. I'm really it. excited because uh, the last episode, she ruined Pozole for me. You're welcome. Um, great. You're welcome to everybody. Just great. <laughs> um, now she's going to probably ruin another thing for me, I'm sure. No. No. I <laughs> See, the way that you just reacted tells me there's something. There's, there's... I'm not going to ruin anything. I'm just going to tell you a story. Something's run afoul. All right. All right. Then take it away, Sarah. What story you got for us today? Okay, today. What you got? For all of you. All right. Go ahead. I so I wanted to look into something that kind of like plagued my thoughts for years and I kept hearing about the recent release of the Exorcist movie Exorcist Believer. Oh yeah. Um that came out in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and true crime documentaries about 1980s teenage murders. And everything seems to be pointing toward devil worship and satan worshipers in short. Let's talk about satanic panic. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right go for it man so maybe let me make me panic baby <laughs> make, make you panic so satanic panic is what we call the moral panic from the 1980s to now it's where everyone was suddenly concerned that crimes that were excessively violent or unusual could be explained by the fact that those who committed the crimes were worshipers of satan mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah Sure. And that could mean that the criminals were being controlled by Satan or that they were influenced by the violence of Satan right. or even that they were doing rituals to Satan and needed human or animal sacrifices. Okay. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so there's a bit of debate on where this attitude started, but it was actually an accumulation of things, sort of the perfect social storm, if you will. Back in 1973, if you remember the infamous horror film, the Exorcist came out in theaters. Now, when people first screened it, they ran from the theaters. They threw up. They passed out. They were terrified of this movie. And if you watch it now, it's bizarre because, like, the effects don't hold up. Right, right. And I know on the show we've talked about Ouija boards and how they were, like, such a big part of American spiritualism in the 1800s and early 1900s. And how, in many ways, they were, like, simply a parlor game. Right. Um, They were for speaking to spirits, not demons <laughs> okay and not the devil sure however in the exorcist the main character uses a ouija board she finds in her basement and accidentally contacts a demon so time out yeah i know why the hell would you use something you randomly find in your basement i don't i guess because like back then like H- ouija boards were just like a game so like age of innocence type of thing yeah and she was like 13 or something idiot 
So she was just like, oh, this looks like fun. Oh. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The devil made her do it. <laughs> More of the story. Well, funny you should say that because the demon does possess her. Oh, that's right. Duh. Jesus. It's the exorcist. <laughs> okay, to be fair, guys, I don't watch horror movies. Yeah. So. Well, that's an old one, though. I'm kind of chicken shit like that. <laughs> this one, I, I promise you, it's not that scary. I've seen it a couple times. It's whatever. The like the more recent exorcism movies mm-hmm. are more scary. I will say that. We still haven't like, reached exorcism of Emily Rose is scarier. We still haven't reached 100 patrons, so I don't have to watch shit. Oh, we'll get there one day. Mm. I'm banking on it. <laughs> the the fact that you didn't break eye contact saying that it's like oh damn. Okay. <laughs> well, please don't subscribe. Come on, y'all, please subscribe. <laughs> Let's subscribe. Subscribe just we? to get Manny. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> That's great. I'll record it so you can see how scary it is. Fuck that shit. <laughs> anyway, so the demon actually like possesses her. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, it leads to a nightmare for the whole fucking family and basically any religious religious leader who comes in contact with her. Not religious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that in because I don't know what the fuck that was religious. about. Religious. Religious. I love it. Okay, go. Go, go, go. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, for viewers, this may have been the first time they ever saw a Ouija board. And, oh, I didn't yeah. even think about that. Because uh, they had sort of like fallen out of favor by the 70s. Like people didn't really give a shit about them. For others, what they considered a simple game suddenly became more sinister in nature. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> this propelled the idea that anyone, even an innocent little girl, could become possessed by a demon. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. What? <laughs> a little child possessed? That's right. Fun fact. The test audiences for the Exorcist movie were often made up of mostly men. So when you talk about audiences fainting, throwing up, running out, it was adult men of the 1970s. Bunch of bitches! <laughs> These men had never seen a, quote, young lady say a goddamn curse word, oh, let alone, you know, no. masturbate with the crucifix and turn her head into full 360. So they were quite literally shocked for their time. You know, it's all about the cursing really is the problem. <laughs> They were horrified. Girl, the masturbating thing, you do you. Whatever. <laughs> no one's judging. Not with all, the crucifix. We all gotta get our jolly somehow. <laughs> but the cursing. The cursing. That's where we draw the line. It was awful. How dare you? <laughs> You're 13, madam. <laughs> well, all of it seemed really realistic to them, not having ever seen someone possessed by, you know, possessed before, even if it was fictional. Right. So this was simply not the way women and young ladies were perceived for the time. And men were personally affronted by the whole thing. So. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not rolling my eyes, I promise. <laughs> merely, merely adjusting my, my line of vision. <laughs> by looking up at the sky and then looking back <sighs> forward. Okay. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. <laughs> In the late 1970s, a woman named Michelle went through recovered memory therapy that uses hypnotism. And that's something that has since been debunked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she and her psychotherapist wrote a book about it. It was released in 1980 and called Michelle Remembers and is also credited in bringing about satanic panic. Great. During her session, she explained that her mother was in a satanic cult and abused her in more ways than one for rituals. The doctor, Lawrence Padzer, claimed that this is why she was depressed and had a myriad of psychological conditions. This book was marketed as nonfiction. And oh. it, yeah. And it took society by storm. Wow. 
People were nuts about this book. Investigations were done on it, and none of the claims turned out to be substantiated. Wow. But still, the mythos of the book remained. Because, as always. Mm -hmm, The damage was already done. Yep, yep. And it should be noted that Dr. Lawrence Padzer eventually married Michelle. Oh. Yeah, so he was an abuser. Cool. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, so people really believe this about that. fucking hell, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Not so fun fact. Um, during the 1980s, another popular game besides the Ouija board was often brought up in relation to satanic rituals, and that was Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought you, I thought that you were going to say Monopoly. Come on, no, Monopoly. Not capitalism. Monopoly. <laughs> it's capitalism again. Yeah, but they don't know that. Bastards. <laughs> um, because demons or likenesses of similar things were in the game, it was immediately seen as satanic and teaching kids how to be satanists. Okay. Yeah. If you've ever seen the latest season of Stranger Things, then you know how carried away people got with accusing players of this nerdy game of real satanic acts. And that was a very real thing that happened back then. That's so stupid. Yeah, I think even now, because I play D&D sometimes, and I think even now people still are like, oh, isn't that a demon game? I've I've always wanted to play it. I've never played it. It's super fun, like, I've... if you're into, like, it's like role-playing, so you kind of right. have to, like, use your own imagination. See, that sounds like fun. It's so fun. There are, like, quote, demons in the universe, like, of characters that can exist. Sure. But it's that has nothing to do with Satan. And, Satan and, doesn't exist in the game. And even then, it's not like you're actively going out of your way to just solely focus on that. Yeah, right? like you it's can like, focus on anything you want. Right. Well, whatever your DM says, whatever your dungeon master has created as a storyline. Mm. So my DM is Tyler. Oh, He's very wonderful. Well, what, 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 what do you call Tyler? <laughs> my DM. Master Daddy? <laughs> no! <laughs> Ew, gross. Okay. I'll, I'll call him that. It's fine. Tyler, I hope you heard that. Um, <laughs> I'll send this episode to him when it comes out. <laughs> it's done. Look. <laughs> Listen. Specifically in the 18-minute mark. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, there was a famous case in 1987 where a group of Midwestern teens claimed to be Satanists and were into metal and had a metal look. However, it definitely went further than that. They would kill animals together. Okay. Especially, and I'm so sorry for this. Kids? No. Uh, I know. Yeah. Oh. So three of these teens picked up their friend Stephen Newberry and told him they were going to these abandoned railroad tracks to quote kill a kitten, which they unfortunately did. Great. Yeah. But then one teen, Jim Hardy, shouted, "Do it now!" And they all began beating up Stephen. Great. They hit him in the head an estimated twenty times with bats, and he died at the scene. Well, yeah. Later, when the teens were found out, because of course they were, um, they admitted they did it, and police found that they were into the occult. And they claimed to be disciples of Satan, and they pledged their life to him, and they killed as sacrifices and all this bullshit. They read random books and made some stuff up, too. I believe one or two of them said they just wanted to know what it felt like to kill a person, but Jim Hardy said that Stephen Newberry was a sacrifice to Satan. So Great. Just, that's cool yeah awesome so it turns out the killers actually had severe mental problems and drug abuse issues uh, you don't what <laughs> who knew wow <laughs> if only there had been signs funny you mentioned that um <laughs> <laughs> nice see you <laughs> so the ringleader of the group hardy had been killing animals since he was a preteen ah. and had developed a drug addiction around the same time no long before he ever heard a metal song or met his friends and he also heard voices and told friends that satan was telling him to prove himself 
So either our friend here is a schizophrenic mm -hmm. or had schizophrenia triggered because of the drug use, which more than likely Could was probably all meth. Above. Yeah. Yeah. The three teen killers were sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. However, a law was later passed in Missouri where they were t sentenced that made that sentence inappropriate for a minor, which they all were at the time. They all appealed under the new law and were released. One was released in March 2021. The wow. other two were released August 2021 and August 2022. What? Yeah, so these people were out on the street. The fuck? Um, this was one of the few times that Satanic Panic had it about 50% right, I would say. Like, yeah, these kids were saying that was why they did it, but they didn't really have a personal connection with Satan. They didn't know no. the devil. They weren't doing any real rituals. They're just making shit up. And I was going to say, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is just something that they said to try to get out of a harsher trouble for them. probably and they were mentally ill and they latched onto something that escalated their ideas right so right. it's like explaining it away like yeah. making it somewhat watered down yeah right because the reality sounds way more horrifying than the actual horrifying thing. you're fucking killing kittens who the fuck Which are you Luca? i don't fucking get like why are they doing that <sighs> i don't know i don't want to think about that I, too long it, it horrifies yeah, me i don't know i don't know i don't yeah that just bothers me yeah i'm not I'm not vibing. Nope. That, <laughs> that, that ain't it. All right. So a not so fun fact. Cool. The highly contested theory of the McDonald triad states that if a person exhibited any of the following things in conjunction with the others, they could be prone to homicidal behavior, violent behavior, and even sociopathy. Okay. The triad consists of abusing animals, pyromania, and persistent bedwetting past the age of five. We do see abusive animals in that story that I just told. And there was criminal activity from the group of murderers, although it's not known if it was fire related. We don't have any confirmation confirmation of bedwetting either. However, the McDonald triad is sometimes called a psychological urban legend, as it hasn't been consistently linked to any one archetype of criminality. And it's stated that those things are often indications of being raised in an abusive environment rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's also said that kind of environment may lead to homicidal or violent people. Something okay. to keep in mind when we talk about people that commit these kind of crimes. Sure. Okay. So next, there were times when Satanic Panic not only got it wrong, but they got it severely wrong. No. <laughs> what? Like in the case of the McMartin preschool trial, which I know you've heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometime in 1983 in Manhattan, California, the McMartin family owned a preschool that suddenly had some very serious accusations thrown in its way. Mm -hmm. A parent named Judy Johnson said that her young son, a student at the preschool, started to have, quote, painful bowel movements. And immediately she jumped to the conclusion that he was sodomized by his father, her then ex-husband, and a male teacher at the school. She reported this claim to the police, along with a few other claims of a strange action done by another teacher and one teacher, quote, flying. Oh, mm -hmm. that was in the report. Cool. Accounts vary with some saying that her child corroborated the abuse, but others say that the child denied it. Like he was just like, that didn't happen to me. Right. Um, but she was insistent. Sure. Some believe the mom and some believe the kid. And it soon snowballed into a full scale investigation and a lawsuit from Johnson herself. Even though the police investigated the teacher and reported back absolutely nothing, they still sent a letter to the parents of the school explaining that there have been claims of sexual abuse and strange rituals and that the parents should ask their kids about it. You know, their preschool-age children? Yeah. 
they'll they'll very they'll, reliable narrator yeah they'll, they'll be able to vouch no problem yeah <laughs> of course if you implant something in a child's mind uh they may confirm it by playing along sure. you know and the parents turned over their kids to police to tell them what they had said and the police literally questioned preschool aged children great alone in a lot of cases this does not sound unethical like at all <laughs> they would ask them extremely leading questions keep them locked in a room for hours and essentially incited panic in the kids and their parents. And the kids said things like a teacher flew across the room. They took us to tunnels underground and one child identified Chuck Norris as a perpetrator of the violence against them. Uh, Okay. (laughs) The Chuck Norris. The Chuck Norris. Mm -hmm. Okay. Soon a playground, a playground rhyme that was usually said there, mm-hmm. which is what you say is what you are. You're a naked movie star. I don't I never got playground rhymes, but they are often just things that rhyme for no reason. Right. Um, it got turned into the belief that the kids were actually naked and pictures were taken. Oh, God. So like the cops misconstrued what that meant. <sighs> and then this turned into all the kids and the adults at the school playing this game. And eventually it turned into orgies and blood rituals whoa yeah a real jump jesus before you know satanism was at play yep and the entire community believed it to be true because because we were in the middle of satanic panic oh because why wouldn't we (laughs) you said this was in manhattan manhattan california is that orange county um i don't know to be honest keep going i'll look up okay eventually all teachers and staff were acquitted of all accusations the woman who originally reported the accusations she suffered from schizophrenia and paranoid delusions, as well as extreme alcoholism. She died of alcoholism complications before the trial was even complete a few years later. So she never even saw the end of what she started. Yeah, because of satanic panic, everyone was primed to believe these statements. They were forced to look into them because, quote, Satanism was everywhere. And it was just absolutely nuts. So catching Manhattan Beach. That's what I'm catching. Hmm. Where's that? Uh, that's uh, in the South Bay, so like uh, oh, close right. to LAX and stuff like that. Got it. Yeah, I know where that's at. Yeah. Well, it's a bunch of rich people, rich people. that are right there, so yeah. not surprising. All right. Side note. Okay. Who would fucking investigate a claim from a woman who said a teacher flew? Like, I'm so sorry, but I wouldn't be. I would be investigating her immediately. Yeah, but what the fuck is wrong like, with you? Like something's wrong. It's called CPS on her. Please. Uh, <laughs> like I would not. I know you have to take every claim seriously and like, yeah, they did question the guy, but why did they go further into it? And why did they give that letter to the parents? Like once they investigated the guy, they should have been like, oh, this lady is crazy. And not of that too, but also the way that they were, they were talking to the kids. Yes. Having them locked in for hours on end, interviewing mm-hmm. them without, without an adult present, mm-hmm. like leading questions I to mean, be like, oh, so and when the- they took you down to the tunnel, did you see someone fly? And they were like, I guess like, <laughs> good enough for me mm-hmm. that's it and, and and i think the part that bothers me about it too is like you forget that kids that age can definitely they have an imagination yeah hell andrew who's freaking seven still has a really good ima- aaron who's 10 still has a really good imagination mm-hmm. like why would that be so hard to believe that that's something that they can make up or exactly. run along with or you know like exactly come on dude like seriously it's that was so fucking messed up that's that, wild that, that ruined <laughs> lives not just so many people's lives not, not just the people that work there but also the yeah. the, 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 the kids, kids and their families the along parents, the way too you know like come on, the kid that started it yeah i mean he didn't start it but the but, but yeah, the, where the origin story of all of it yeah. So, yeah god i know 
Another case in which Satanic Panic got it completely wrong is arguably one of the most famous cases, and that was the West Memphis Three. Yeah. Yeah. So this one takes place in 1993 in West Memphis, Arkansas, which I never, I always thought that was like Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. But it's West Memphis, Arkansas. Okay. Okay. So more proof that Satanic Panic persisted beyond the 1980s, because it was 1993. Yeah. Three eight-year-old boys... Steve Branch, Michael Moore, and Christopher Byers went missing. Their bodies were eventually found badly abused, half-naked, and tied together with shoelaces in a muddy creek. There was no blood present at the scene. So definitely another area was the crime scene itself, Mm -hmm. not there. Sounds like it to me. Mm -hmm. A cursory search by neighbors and families of the boys found nothing. Even when they ventured into the area where the boys would eventually be found, they didn't find the bodies. But the next morning at 8 a.m., a police search turned up a shoe floating in a creek near a drainage canal. In the canal is where they eventually found the bodies of the children. And I'm not going to go into details about their condition because it's really horrific and that's not really the focus of why I'm telling this story. Mm -mm. So just know that what happened to these kids is horrible and I hope their families are healing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The three immediate suspects were Jesse Miss Kelly Jr., who was 17 years old. Jason Baldwin, who was 16 years old, and Damian Eccles, who was 18 years old. Jason Baldwin and Damian Eccles had been arrested for shoplifting and the like before. They were seen as general teenage troublemakers, you know. Jesse Miss Kelly Jr. was considered the more troubled of the three. He suffered from mental illness that caused him to have delusions, visual hallucinations, mood swings, and disordered thought processes. He had spent time in a mental institution and was labeled disabled by the state. However, at the time of his arrest, he was expecting a child with his girlfriend and working for a roofing company. So he was like getting his life on track, Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. it right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It seems that the catalyst for the satanic panic in this case, though, came directly from a cop involved. Mm. He said he felt that due to the condition of the bodies, the killings had, quote, cult undertones. And he focused on Damien Eccles, who was said to, quote, have an interest in the occult. Okay. During a polygraph test, they asked Eccles if he had any involvement. And when he said no, the test detected deceit. However, as we know, polygraphs are not admissible in court because they only measure how stressed you are about a question, not the validity of the answer. Right. So obviously, if you're like, are you responsible for these kids' deaths? You're going to be like, what the fuck? No. And, and, and I mean, how about the fact that you are in, you know... In, in a police station. Yes. Surrounded being by law enforcement. Being interrogated. Um, I would be kind of stressed out. Old. You're a high school I student. would kind of be stressed out even as an adult. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Come on. Ugh. So Jesse Miss Kelly Jr. was next on their radar as a target. And really like the other kid who was Jason Baldwin. Mm. He really got targeted because he was friends with Damien Eccles. So there's no real reasoning. No real reason. Cool. Yeah. Great. <laughs> So with Jesse, like time was kind of crushing down on the case and there were still no definitive leads. They began questioning Jesse, who had a documented IQ of 72 and was a minor at the time. They questioned him alone, no parent or lawyer present, and drilled him for 12 hours. Yeah. Well, Miss Kelly did give some sort of confession. He quickly recanted, saying he felt pressured. He wasn't sure. And in a recording, one of the only 45-minute recordings taken of a 12-hour interrogation... He said he was, quote, scared of the police. Hi. Yeah. It, it, 
It was 12 hours. 12 hours. They did two 45-minute recordings. And in cool. one of those, he literally said, I'm just so scared of the police. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's uh, just ignore that part, too, while we're at it. Yep. Yeah. And he was a minor. He was the one that was 17. Yeah. And they asked his dad, oh, can we talk to him? And he didn't know that meant, like, alone. And he said yes. And then they basically trapped him in the 12-hour interrogation room. And his, daughter, his dad couldn't get to him. That's disgusting. It's so fucked up. That's fucked up. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Sometime in the late 90s, early 2000s, evidence was revealed that a hair not inconsistent with Terry Hobbs was found in one of the knots used to bind the, bo- the bodies of the boys. Terry Hobbs was Stephen Branch's stepfather. So one of the kids' stepfathers. Oh, shit. Not only that, but the knife that Steve always carried with him, they were all Boy Scouts, was found in Terry's drawer. Hmm. And Pamela, Stephen's mom, and Terry's wife said that her sister saw Terry doing laundry at an odd hour around the time of the murders, and he was washing some things from Steve's room, including bed linens and curtains. Okay. But we're not going to focus on that nope. part. Absolutely Re- not. Remember when I said there was no blood found at the scene? Which would mean that they weren't murdered there. At the yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It said that the police knew about all of that. They were informed of this, but ignored it in favor of their theory that the teen Satanist did it. Because it's more sensational. And it's faster. True. You've already, got, you're, <laughs> you've already got gotten there. Yep. Yeah. In 2011, all three accused and incarcerated men put forth an Alford plea and were given release given time served which by then had been over 18 years if you're into true crime or you're a lawyer you know that an alfred plea accepts that the courts have enough evidence to convict you but insists that you did not commit the crime it is still a guilty plea however yeah um therefore these three men are free but they've never been exonerated yeah damien eccles is still fighting to dna test remaining evidence to exonerate himself jesse and jason and to prove who really committed the crime um, unfortunately, a lot of the evidence got burned in a fire. No, say it ain't so. What? Happens fucking so often. An accidental fire, you say? An accidental fire. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Quite. There's so much more to this case, and it's said that the police mishandled the crime scene, there was suspected jury tampering. Uh, religious persecution in America, the ableism against mentally ill people. These are all huge parts of Satanic Panic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you want to know the details, watch any of the three HBO documentaries called Paradise Lost or the current ID doc about it. There are books as well. Like, this is a huge case. Mm-hmm. Just research it. And, like, I really hope these three men and those three young boys get justice because that means their killer's still out there. Mm-hmm. And you ruin three guys' lives. For nothing. For nothing. You have no idea. Like, shoplifting is not not something that continues in adulthood, usually. Mm -hmm. Like, those boys could have grown up to be completely different people. Mm -hmm. And, like, it sounded like the kid that had a lot of mental problems was getting his life back on track. It's just so fucked up. It's disgusting to me because it shows to the level of, I would even say the level of laziness. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, that was it. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's done, it's here, it's convenient, we have mm-hmm. everything lined up already, might as well just go yeah. for it instead of pursuing the other leads that seem more said, credible. I have a hunch. Like, what the fuck is that? It, that's that's <laughs> enough, right? That's enough, right? It's so upsetting. I'm not laughing at them or the situation. It's just like, I'm like nervous laughing because it's, it's so uncomfortable. And it's more frustration than anything else, it's too. So it's so uncomfortable. Like, it's like, who in their right fucking mind 
would decide, let's do this at the risk of destroying these people's lives because I just don't want to really go up and beyond. They just didn't give point. a shit. They, yeah, didn't. they didn't. They still don't. That's fucking disgusting, dude. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the effect that satanic panic has had on our justice system and society is outrageous. It's still used to this day. If something is too horrific for people to comprehend, they love to say, oh, it's Satanist. It's a cult. And, you know, sometimes it is a cult, but that's so rare. Right. The truth is there aren't a lot of people out there that are willing to sacrifice a life for something they don't know for sure to be true. How many people would kill for their religion? Not many. And even if they say it, can they go through with it? Right. Like individuals, not like in warfare. Or right, right, like right. That's different. Yeah. It's often postulated that people use satanic panic to explain away things that are hard to understand, hard to swallow. And that they would like to remove themselves from. Right. It's easier to say someone you don't know and would never have anything in common with did something so horrible. Right. Like you Mm -hmm. can't relate to them. Mm -hmm. But the truth is people that do horrible things hide in plain sight. They're all around us. We know them. We've helped them. We've maybe even loved them or invited them into our homes. And that's what's really hard to reconcile. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, you always hear in the stories, right, like, oh, you know, like, I would never assume that they would be like that. They seem like such a normal yeah, person, like such a down to earth community. Uh-uh. That's a very famous phrase uh, used in gross. every true crime thing. And it's like, I mean, yeah, true. You don't really know people. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, it's like we're so easy to freaking pounce on the people that we assume to be the bad people. Yeah, right? that are different from us. There's so much more to it than just simply that right it's like yeah. okay you're different but it doesn't make you bad you yeah. know what i mean or you think differently than i do it doesn't make you into a completely terrible person yeah there's other factors in play that can for sure but if you're simply just looking at it in that context it's like well and it's because people don't want to consider themselves close to a monster they're like oh well if they were they went to my church then it could easily be someone like me and it's like yeah it could be someone like you sure but it's about like how you handle like your choices and what you've done and do you have a handle on your anger and are you taking care of yourself mentally mm-hmm. and like there are a lot of factors involved there like most people will never get to a point where they want to kill somebody or they will kill somebody right like right but there are definitely factors at play that push people that are predisposed to things like that right so and you just don't know you don't know what's going on in people's minds like yeah they're like you because they go to the same church as you not really you don't know you have no idea who they are at home mm-hmm and apparently this guy's stepfather was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. See, that right there, the fact... Fucking oh, scary yeah. as shit. But the fact that they didn't bother to do anything with yeah. it. Like, the they fact heard... that his old wife is saying, I'm suspecting that this has happened. Like, I, like they heard all the room, all the suspicions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, doing laundry at a very Oh, they reported it to night. the police, not just heard. The freaking hair that was found on the freaking mm-hmm. on, the, on the yeah on the ties the the knife found in the drawer terrifying. Why isn't that enough? It's never enough if you already have a conclusion because yeah, they just want to close the case and and a lot of that has to do with like police detectives being run like a business. They're like, oh, you have to complete this many tasks. You have to do this many things. You can have this many open cases. And it's like no, like. This is not a business. No. Like, it's a community service, and it's going right. to be treated differently. Right. Like, you can't have quotas for things like that. That no. doesn't make sense. No. Because if you're trying to serve your community and make it a better place, wouldn't you never reach those quotas because you, it's a better place? Right. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's so upsetting. I'm very upset with the police in this country. I'm just upset with a lot of things. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, I think that's... that. 
<laughs> Don't get us started. No. We're, we're not going to finish us. this episode. You know us. No, we're not going to finish this episode. We keep going at this rate. <laughs> God. Okay, my sources. Um, my sources are Wikipedia, NPR.org, Vox.com, Grunge.com, LATimes.com, uh, New York Post, and SciFi.com. Yo. That was the Exorcist reference. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> whoop whoop. Good job, man. I've the Satanic Panic has always been an interesting one. Insane. Like I, I didn't know about that book. No. The no, I had no Michelle idea. One. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Had no idea. Kind of want to look for it now. It's probably on Amazon. I'm sure. It's a bestseller. Mm-mm-mm. The fact that the freaking doctor ended up marrying her. Insidious. Disgusting. Fucking scary. Disgusting. You know he like did all this fucking trickery to be like, oh, I'm the only one that can help you. Right. I love you so right. much. Ugh. I'm the only one that'll ever love you. Ugh. Fucking disgusting. Gross shit, dude. They're from Canada. So thanks, Canada. <sighs> I know I never thought Canadians could be that evil. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you You're break... You're my image of Canadians. Oh. I, all Canadians are nice. Sweet Ugh. angels. They're sweet babies. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to fuck shit up today. Oh, no. I'm scared. I come at this with the following uh, warning. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Only, because, only because I want to make sure I do this right. If there's things missing from the story still and the overall theme of this, don't worry. We'll keep moving. All right. We're gonna, this is going to be an ever-changing one because I feel this is finally... One of those really big ones. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Haven't covered yet. <laughs> let me let me see if I got this right. Let me see if I got this right. Hold got on. it right. What's happening? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, because I'm even nervous right now. Wow. Oh my god. Let's talk about skinwalkers. Ah! My skin's crawling. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. I know. That's why I've been. That's why I've been nervous about. It. It's like. Mm. Yeah, I heard we're not supposed to talk about them. Yeah, and we never came up with our own term for them. Well, I've I found the uh, Navajo word for them. That makes it worse. I, I think. Like. <laughs> so I'm gonna try my very best not to use the term. We'll see. I've I've gone through my notes just to make sure. A good chunk of it is has been has been cleaned up. Hopefully. So. List off my sources, Wikipedia, legendsofamerica.com, medium.com, atlasobscura.com, mythos and legends, fandom, wiki fandom page, how stuff works, okay. thehappinessfunction.com, uh, facts.net, history.co.uk, and uh, newmexicoexplorer.com. Okay. I'm going to read the blurb that I wrote because I feel like it's important out of respect for any Native American peeps possibly listening. I mean, no disrespect or harm take, talking about this subject. Yeah. Okay. We explore this and any of the topics discussed out of respect, genuine interest and care. We definitely want to be mindful of the cultural components. And I think it's good to also keep in mind the cultural importance for all these stories and information. Being a therapist, I feel like it's kind of important to talk about yeah. Also, something to keep in mind, Native Americans are very cautious about openly speaking about said entities. Yep. It's a concern of inviting attention of an evil witch, mm-hmm. especially talking about this with strangers, since they could possibly be one. Yeah. Just saying. 
I mean, we're not strangers, so hopefully we know each other. Right. I know you well enough. <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> so let's get into it. All right. I'm anxious. Okay. God. Okay. I'm All right. Knock on wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me go back to this because I want to make sure I pronounce it the way that they actually pronounce it properly. Okay. So, because it, it's a very interesting way that it's written. And I don't know much of Navajo language anyway. I don't so either. That, that's also something that I want to keep in mind. Yinatluchi. Okay. Yinatluchi. That's that's the, the name that they've given it. Okay. Okay. So for those of us that unfortunately don't know what Navajo, a lot of the Navajo language, mm-hmm. you and I being two some people of them. that are not Navajo. <laughs> right? Okay. So it's supposed to mean by means of it, it goes on all fours. Oh, hell no. Uh, right? <laughs> I have literal chills in my body right now. I went to yeah. go take a sip of water and I was like, nope, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> my body's rebelling. I have to tell you, I had a really hard time researching this only because oh it was one of those things where it's like, I, I can't. Mm. So bear with me. Uh, like I said, this is going to be an ever-changing one. Okay. Because uh, there might be more information down the line too that I end up finding. That's so. true. Okay. So. They have a very big history. As of now. This is what I got for you. Okay? Okay. And that in itself already bothers me. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Okay. Um, it's also believed to mean it walks around on four legs. Hmm. The name can also be different depending on the tribe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, stories uh, of these shapeshifters mm-hmm. originate from the American Southwest, including tribes like the Navajo, Hopi, and Utes, to name a few. Yes. Specifically states such as Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. Those are my people more are from Arizona. Prevalent ones. Yeah. I don't know if Mojave know anything about those things that I will not say. Those that should not be named. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what is it? And let's get a description of it. According to Navajo culture, it's a type of harmful witch with the ability to shapeshift, possess, or disguise itself as an animal, mm-hmm. even as a person. It's also believed that one becomes a, you know, yes. thing. By committing a heinous act like killing a family member. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, in order to change into an animal, it's believed that you'd they that they would uh, wear the pelt of the animal in order to be able to shapeshift into it. Ew. Yeah. That's... Mm. Like how the Aztecs wore human skins? Uh, that's why I'm, 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 I'm not so liking <laughs> these connections at this point. It's like... Mm, I'm set. I'm set. I'm set. I don't want pozole anymore. <laughs> uh, there's some belief that it's also considered a creature of the night. Because they, they, it's believed that they tend to, you know, come out more at nighttime. It's also believed that the animals they tend to change into can usually include those associated with death or bad omens. So, you know, any animals that are kind of associated with that, that's what they tend to shapeshift into. Yeah. It's also associated with trickster type animals like coyotes. So okay. the, the type of animals that they tend, they tend to transform into include uh, wolf, bear, Birds, so like eagles, owls, crows, foxes, stuff like that. Even dogs. Dogs? Yeah, even dogs have been put into the mix at some point. I don't know if you've seen some videos on TikTok of people kind of thinking they've recorded uh, uh, one of these entities. Hell no. Um, And eventually we'll get into what to look out for in order for you to know what what you see. Okay. Spot one? Uh, Yeah. Okay. They've also been considered werewolves but that's also not completely accurate too, yeah to be fair so um it, that's more of a european influence on yeah. that one so 
Which is why we can't have nice things, guys. <laughs> because we, we can't get the genuine information because of the genuine distrust of strangers. Yeah. Right? And and also, historically, we've seen how Europeans tend to warp the stories mm -hmm. that are meant to be more of like a tale of warning, a tale of concern for the community, and they warp it into something more selfish. Yeah. Like we saw with the Wendigo, right? Yeah. Because of course they would. Oh. Uh, by the way, no gender is immune from being possessed. Dun, dun, dun. It tends to be men, but it does tend to be men that are more often possessed than women. Okay. Because they're weak. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> they're bitches. <laughs> you you weak-ass fool. <laughs> it's also believed that they are very knowledgeable of medicine, both spiritual and practical. Well, they are witches, mm -hmm. after all. So, like I told you earlier, there's going to be distinctions in how you can tell mm -hmm. someone has become one. So how can you tell you're in the presence of one? Mm -hmm. Look in its eyes. Uh-oh. If you shine a light while it's in an animal form, they'll glow bright red. Red? Uh-huh. No, I don't like that. If they're in human form, mm -hmm. the eyes look more animal-like. It's like more more slanted, the, the, the pupils and the stuff like that. Like a goat? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goat man? <laughs> I don't like it here. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even think I'm halfway through yet. Oh no, let's get to the heebie jeebies. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Go on, go on. Okay. So, origin story, uh, to be fair, like I was mentioning earlier, it's hard to really know exactly the origins of the shapeshifters. Mm -hmm. uh, so, why blame Native Americans for that, considering the reluctance they have had with discussing the topic itself outside of their tribal groups? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's fair. Yeah. I would, I totally respect that. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is one of those things where, like, you're you're more entitled if you keep pushing for something like that. Like you have to be respectful of those type of cultural boundaries, right? Yeah. It's like this is something culturally significant for them. Mm -hmm. Let let them manage it how they deem fit. Yeah. If they want to share it, great. If they don't want to share it, then fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like better that you don't know, actually. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that maybe that's for the best, you know? Um, there is some belief that the creature originates from Navajo folklore. Mm. So that's kind of where a lot of it's spun from. Okay. Some of the initial information that became available to us non-natives came from a 1944 book written by Clyde uh, Clickhone uh -huh. okay. called Navajo Witchcraft. Oh. Within, Nav within native storytelling, the stories of these beings were, being, were to provide stories of life or death struggles ending with the death of either one or the other. Mm. Uh, they can also end in slight encounters ending in stalemates. Okay. It's like almost like it's happening. You see a lot of stuff going on, but everyone kind of is able to go away yeah, okay. unscathed. Yeah. So no one wins. So yay to not being possessed. Yeah, but no one loses. <laughs> We're all winners at that point. Yeah, I like that. So interesting point. Non-native interpretations of these stories tend to be more regarding slight encounters where they are able to get away from the creature. Oh, thank God. Okay. So, yeah. Another interesting point. These stories weren't made weren't made as ways of keeping your kids in check. As typically, usually, mm. those, those type of stories. So that this has nothing to do with childhood trauma. Okay, that's good. Okay, so I don't know what the hell happened with us, Pete, <laughs> here, man, but we tend to freaking traumatize our kids. We do, all right? Yeah. So uh, these beings don't just uh, these beings don't just kill and attack at random. It's with purpose. Uh oh. So typically, what they'll do is if you end up getting attacked, or they do end up attacking or killing, it's mm -hmm. out of power and revenge. So that tends to be the motivating factor behind it. Mm. A fact I had no clue about. Mm -hmm. uh, the concept of shape-shifting 
you know, half animal beings dates back to between 35,000 to 40,000 years ago. Oh. So uh, you start seeing that within European stories as well, too. So that's kind okay. of been an interesting thing where you see the parallels between European stories and also Native American stories kind of like, you know, yeah. sharing the same concept of shape-shifting and, you know, transformation into animal beings and stuff like that. So mm. that was interesting. I was like, hmm. So what can they do? Ugh, a lot. These entities can possess living animals or people and walk around in their bodies. How are you possessed? It's believed that it can be it can happen by simply encountering one. Mm-hmm. It's also believed it can take on the image of a person by looking into your eyes and copying the image of your face. Ugh, that's the horrendous part. That's the absolutely disgusting one to me. It horrifies me. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, because remember we just read earlier about like oh like look into their eyes to see. Yeah, but then if you see it, it could copy you. Then you got to tell everyone I saw one. Don't believe anything is me. Let's have a secret code word. <laughs> right. If I if if I don't use this word while I'm describing it, then you know it's not me. Yeah. Right. Like like how? Mm-hmm. No, thank you. It's interesting because they can act like any animal without really standing out. So, for example, if they were in animal form, they could possibly chase along the side of your car and stop once they are too tired to keep up. Hell no. Note: It may be rare for the creature to come into your home, but it's not impossible. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Within Navajo society, they tend to be blamed for things that go wrong, including crop failures, divorce, sicknesses, sudden death, things like okay. that. Remember, we were mentioning the whole idea of, you know, kind of being like a bad omen. Right? Yeah, a bad witch. So bringers of bad luck. Okay. Right. Other stories tell of horrific things they'll do to their victims, including killing them using a poison powder of corpse dust Ew. made from ground infant bones. <laughs> no. Yeah, all of that is just... Mm-mm. No. 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 There's some myths that indicate that these beings can also be telepathic and can change their voices in order to mimic the sounds of said animal or human they've transformed into. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So if you hear eerie howls or voices outside in places that don't seem like you should, you need to seek safety at that point. Hell yeah. You're not going to want to be around there. I'm not trying to be in the forest at night. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Or like that guy from uh, TikTok. You know, if if you think you saw it. No, you, no, you didn't. didn't. Absolutely not. <laughs> Close the door. Lock it. Absolutely not. Close your blinds. <laughs> no. No, thank you. So normally I do like sightings and encounters in this portion mm-hmm. that we that we talk about. This one's a little tricky, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's depending on the stories that you want to hear. So I kind of kept this general. Okay. This wasn't like specific stories. Uh, so aside from reports of seeing them alongside your car, it's believed that people tend to hear them as well. <laughs> in some encounters, it's been described that they'll hear knocks on their windows or banging on the walls. No, uh-uh. Don't bang on my fucking walls. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. If you're trying to avoid having an encounter with one, I'd recommend avoid traveling at night okay. around these specific places since they tend to be associated with nighttime activities. Hmm. I, yeah. Just, I'm, I'm just going to stay in, indoors at night. Yeah. I'm done. I'm not going out there. Not even worth it anymore. We don't even live near, like, the woods, and I'm, nope. I'm not going out there. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so how do you deal with one? Uh, Run. <laughs> aside from trying your best to keep away yeah right like you just said run right they're pretty fast though apparently mm-hmm. so. if you're caught in the situation where you've encountered one and you know the name slash true identity of the being make sure to pronounce their name in full why okay 
It's believed that by doing so, it will get them to get sick or die for their wrongdoings. Oh, okay. So if you happen to know, like, heaven forbid, it's me, okay. right? And you know my full name. Mm-hmm. For those of you that ever need it, it's Jose Manuel Cáceres. Right. <laughs> then, you, then at that point, if it's really the shapeshifter, then they'll get violently sick and or, and or die at that Hopefully. point. Because you've said, you've said the full name out loud. If that doesn't work, you'll need to recruit the help of a shaman. Mm-hmm. Who can cast? Witch. Who can cast the right spells and incantations? Shit, I don't know any shamans. I you know. Lastly, this is the absolute last resort. Like you can't do anything else. Yeah, it's believed you can shoot it with bullets dipped in white ash. Oh, but it needs to hit them in the neck or hand. I don't have aim like that. Yeah, I've never shot a real gun before, so Same. I can do it. Same. So, interesting, uh, and I forgot to mention this, and I thought I put it in there my note, but another interesting way for you to know that you're in the presence of one mm-hmm. is that you see them struggling to to act in the form of said animal or the form of said human, oh, for example. Okay. So, like, they'll be walking a little bit. A not deer, as they say. Right. Yeah. They'll be walking a little bit interestingly. They sound a little interesting because even then they can't really fully mimic the voice or the mm-hmm. sound. Okay. So that's how you would also be able to tell. Okay. So this isn't it, though. Let's be honest. I'm going to leave it here. Okay. Because there's a lot more that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm actually going to split this into the second part. Okay. Because I want to talk about a specific place oh, that is known no. to be a harbinger of a lot of these entities well, we will that we're never be going about. there and this is why i'm going to report it because i i did say i'm going to stop with the travel okay so this episode is actually due to come out in the new year oh okay so technically i was right yeah technically i kept my promise yeah uh but we're gonna go to utah oh utah and their fucking scary shit and we're gonna talk about skinwalker ranch Oh, I know about Skinwalker Ranch. Ah! So, normally, I don't give you guys a heads up. I have to give you a heads up now so okay. you mentally, emotionally prepare for that one. Prepare for January. Mm-hmm. January's <laughs> going to be a doozy. <laughs> I won't tell you what the second one will be for January. But for this one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that'll be the next one. All right. And that, What a way to bring in the new year. Yeah. And that is our, uh, you know, evil witchy peoples. Huh? Oh, no. It's so scary. I'm so scared. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, period. Oh. It's a no for me. And I hope I went by pretty quick. <laughs> um, It was scary, so I don't know how quick that went by, but... Oh. Ah! So, um... Yeah, I've been holding off on that one for a while. Yeah, it's I've, a tough one. I just... I don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. I... Like, I feel there's definitely some truth to that. Yeah, it's a scary, upsetting topic, and... It has to do with someone's culture, so you have to be very careful where you tread with that. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's not and like a normal cryptid. No, it's not, and I'm not, and I don't feel as much the same with it. Yeah, only because I think there's, like I said, there's a lot of, for me at least, there's a, there's a lot of grain of truth to it. Yeah, and um, it's upsetting. Very upsetting. It's definitely a spiritual being. It's not just a fun thing that we get to talk about. No. <laughs> no no it's, it's very frightening right right and and i feel like especially when it comes to native belief of it it's more like obviously it's coming from somewhere for them yeah a lot of the entities i feel that are that were covered that we cover that are of native origin mm-hmm. 
have some sort of truth to it. Yeah. That's the scarier part for me. Yeah. Is that there's some truth to it. Like, let's say 95% of the whole thing is fabricated, made up. Yeah. There's still that 5% that is actually Yeah, true like, to what, it. where's the explanation for that? Right. Is Where, what, what is that 5%? And right. why have they been saying this for centuries is the question. Mm-hmm. It makes it scarier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're taking this very seriously for all listening. Yeah. If you notice, we weren't really joking yeah, as much on that one. It's not really something you joke about. No. 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 And uh, yeah. So if anyone wishes to share any personal stories about that stuff, you're more than welcome to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not forced to. No one's forcing you to ever do anything like that. But if you want to, mm-hmm. we're more than willing to listen and share it if you would like for us to share it too. Yeah. Um, but don't feel don't feel obligated to. Yeah, don't feel obligated, but write in if you want, and we'll share your story. Yeah. Any spooky encounter, cryptid encounter, you know, mystical encounter. Yeah. Uh, say you want to get an interpretation of how your dream went. Yeah. You know, we still one. love interpreting dreams. Mm-hmm. I used to love that shit. I live for it. It's so interesting to me. It is really interesting. Because that's your sub- that's totally your subconscious talking yeah. to you at that point. That's like, what are you trying to say, dude? You Maybe know, like, we should have a little... I should do a little thing on that. Mm. Yeah. I would find that interesting. I'll think about it. Think about it. <laughs> do it for the kids. Not for the kids. Maybe not for the kids. Okay. But anyway. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Um, I hope y'all are going to have a wonderful Christmas. I know it's coming up. Yes. Um, I think Hanukkah's over. Yes. So I hope you had a wonderful Hanukkah. And I don't remember the day of Kwanzaa. So I don't, but Kwanzaa either way, happy Kwanzaa as well, too. Happy Kwanzaa and happy, happy holidays. all holidays during happy, this time. Happy all holidays. Hopefully you're enjoying your time with loved ones, be it, you know, blood family or chosen family. You got some really good gifts. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I hope you gave some really good gifts. That's always a good feeling when someone loves your gift. I hope you've had some solid food. Yeah, I hope you had some rest. Ooh, Lord, there's mm-hmm. nothing better than a day off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rest and relaxation, my friends, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Hopefully you've been binging us at this point as well, too. Yeah, I hope you're nice. thinking about Creepmas in your mind. Uh, yes. <laughs> so um, it hasn't come in yet, like, like I was telling you earlier, but once it comes in, the Krampus... Uh, throw pillows for the couch mm-hmm. i'm gonna send you a picture of them yeah they're fucking cute i love little crampy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta get the still gotta get the ornament for the tree we too, love so. crampy happy yule yeah to all those who celebrate i know we talked about yule before yeah that was fun <laughs> that was fun and boot liquor boot fucking <laughs> you know i i thought about covering all those like a little more in depth i was like no i think that we pretty much i think we did we pretty much justice. captured that yeah i think we did justice. i think i think that's good yeah Especially because, you know, bootlicker, you know. You could never do <laughs> that one justice. My favorite of all you of could, <laughs> You can never do that one I justice, can. man. Uh, Krampus will forever be awesome, though, too. So, <laughs> Aside from the fact that we have stickers of Krampus, too. So, I yeah. love Krampy. I have stickers of him. Pretty legit. Anyway, have a wonderful holidays, everybody. Happy Yule. Yes. And as always, stay curious. And stay creepy. Bye. Bye. No answer. <laughs>